This episode is brought to you by Meow Wolf. Manifest unique family memories at Meow Wolf Denver. Quantum travel is the most comfortable way for Earthers of all ages to explore a playground of imagination. And why visit just once when this immersive experience reshapes every time you enter? C Street is my favorite because C Street has this vibe of like 80s dystopian. There's like slime coming down the walls and there's weird posters. And then of course, the secret club. With the annual Portal Pass, drop by Convergence Station as much as you want for less than the cost of two adult tickets. So if you plan to go twice, it's worth it. Plus, enjoy discounts, special offers, and so much more. Get the annual Portal Pass and spend quality space time with your favorite Earthers today. Learn more at MeowWolf.com. That's MeowWolf.com. Today on CityCast Denver... The Denver International Airport has never been busier than it is right now. And that means more and more people trying to get out there on the A-Line, but mostly on Pena Boulevard. Traffic complaints are on the rise, so what are we going to do? Invest in the train or build more lanes? Denver Post reporter John Murray is on with me and our host, Bree Davies, to talk through Mayor Mike Johnston's first big transit test. Today is Wednesday, August 23rd. I'm Paul Caroli, and here's what Denver's talking about. John Murray, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thanks for having me. Bree, of course, is here as well. Hey, Bree. Hey, guys. So, John, we're talking about another highway widening in Denver. In it's inevitable, isn't it? <laughs> is it yeah. though, John? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Is I mean, it that's, inevitable? That's a good question. Is it seems like, you know, so CDOT's not involved here with Pena Boulevard. They've been, they're not abandoning highway widenings, but they've been like, they got rid of one that was going to happen on I-25 through central Denver. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We actually just Recently. discussed that. Yeah. Just in the last year or two. So something in the, something changing with these highway widenings, not so popular as they once were, except perhaps this one, this one we're going to talk about, Pena Boulevard. And uh, I think we should start with where this idea even came from to widen it. Why Why is this happening now, John? It's happening now because Denver International Airport opened in 1995. So yeah, it's it's nearing 30 years old. And in that time, um, obviously it's been growing quite a bit. Also in that time, there's been a lot of growth and development, like new subdivisions, um, shopping centers, employers even like along the Pena Boulevard corridor. So it's just got a lot of traffic these days. Um, I think it's something like 70% more than when it opened. And that first initial stretch, once you get off I-70, um, heading towards the airport, the first six miles there is still basically just a two lanes each direction. They've been widening it closer to DIA, but at that point, once you get past E-470, it's kind of more considered an airport access road because that's really all it serves. But once you're to the west of that, which is the part we're talking about today, it gets a little bit more complicated because it's not just serving DIA, it's also serving all these growing neighborhoods. Right, yeah, those growing neighborhoods. We'll talk about in a second. But um, you know, I gotta tell you, my personal experience of Pena Boulevard, I have not noticed more traffic. I mean, yeah. it's always been I kind, of kind of a low level. That. And that's how I get yeah. to the airport is I'll typically like, I'll get a ride share and, and go out there on Pena. Have you two, is this something you two are noticing? Is this bothering I ha- I you? Have. I have. Since um, the A-line opened, I pretty much have managed to take that to and from the airport. I do drive every now and then though, if I'm going out on assignment to- Look at you, good the, person. <laughs> <laughs> I've also lived close to the A-line, so that helps. Uh, but when I've been out there and when I was reporting on this story a couple of weeks ago, I, I went out there and, and it 
12.30 p.m. on a Thursday. The flyover ramp from I-70 to, to Pena wasn't quite as busy as it sometimes is. Sometimes even that'll back up onto I-70. But, you know, midday on a Thursday, you start to see taillights ahead of you going red, and it just gummed up mm. um, in those two lanes and was backing up. And it wasn't a serious traffic jam that time, but if there's an accident, then it, it was. Yeah, it's kind of happens. one of those spots where yeah. if there's an accident, there's not a lot of room to go around, so it, it just everything. immediately backs up. So, but the thing is, John is like, we know that widening highways like doesn't work. I think the experts would say this. It's been studied, um, and the Denver Bicycle Lobby has called this proposed widening quote climate arson. And they said they want the money invested in bicycle infrastructure or the A-line. I mean, other ways to get there other than like the single occupant car, the rideshare kind of thing. Um, why is that not the thing that's on the table or that we're talking about right now? I think just the way that this has, has come forth is, is from DIA. Um, mm. And because DIA doesn't oversee the A-line, doesn't oversee RTD, it's had, you know, obviously interaction with them in the past, it helped pay for some of the A-line initially. But since then, it just kind of has a hands-off approach, like the transit's great, we encourage people to take it. But as far as if it's going to be upgraded, um, then that's up to RTD. So because they do have direct control over a good stretch of Pena and kind of majority control, um, because it's mostly airport traffic over the rest of Pena, that sort of has been their default of like, it's our access road, we just need to expand it. Because it's what they can do. Right. And they have this need because they're so busy. Correct. And you explained to me at one point why it's so complicated, like what the airport can spend money on and what it can't spend money on. How does that relate to this? Like the the airport, um, I, I, I make the joke sometimes that the airport prints money. Uh, it, it has so many things that it collects fees from out there, like parking, 200 mm -hmm. something million dollars last year. All the things that get tacked onto your, your plane ticket, a lot of that goes to the airport. So it it brings in, I think it's something like a billion dollars a year, but there are restrictions from the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration on what airports can spend their money on. And it's basically, you know, running an airport, you can't use the airport and siphon the money out for other uses in the city. So hmm. Pena Boulevard, because a, a study puts the the airport share of, of the traffic on there at about maybe th every three and four cars, 73%, that's the, the percentage of any cost that the airport can pay. The rest has to come from local government or federal grants or other sources because that's the share of local traffic using it. I am just, this feels like such a weirdly stupid modern problem to me. How so? What do you mean? We're an airport. We have money for some things that benefit us, but not everything. Like, why is it not mutually beneficial for the city and the airport to share some of this cost burden for public transportation? Because it's the, it's not just travelers, right? It's a lot of working folks that make this airport work. Yeah, and a lot of the airport employees do rely on the A-line to get to work. Absolutely. That just, it just feels like such a, we can pay for a highway, but we're not going to pay for a train. I don't know. Well, I'm, we did pay I'm, for a train. We paid for the A-line. We have this A-line. Do we want to like talk 10, about the yeah, We should talk about the A-line. <laughs> do we want to talk it's about It's 10 it? years old or something. It opened in 2016. Yeah, it was like, not yeah. even 10 yeah, years old. Yeah, I was like, old. Paul, it's not as old as the 30-year-old airport. <laughs> That's how long it took us to even get a train there, which is should be an embarrassment to me, frankly. Anyway. And it runs right along Pena Boulevard. Yes. The same it's track. pretty parallel, It serves yeah. the same purpose, get people to the airport. And yet, for some reason, it's not solving this problem. It's not... And it's not the thing that we want to invest in. Yeah. So why why is that, John? Well, I think if you look at from the standpoint, so for the article, um, I interviewed Kevin Flynn, who's a city council member. He worked for RTD when the A-Line was built. He was actually the, the, commu the communications manager for that project. Um, so he's nothing if not a booster for the A-Line. Um, however, he lives in southwest Denver, which is what he represents on the council. And 
he actually told me this wasn't in the story. Before the pandemic, he made the effort of, of taking a bus to the W line, connecting downtown to the A line, and would make that like kind of three-pronged transit wow. trek out to the airport, which took hours. But he makes the point that like, which is true, that, that, that the A line serves a good chunk of the metro area, but not by all means any, all people. And connecting to it is not often easy if you live far from that corridor. So it's just not a, a, a reasonable um, option for a lot of people to get to and from the airport. This was like what was going through my mind when I was reading those comments from him, because like you said, he represents Southwest Denver, like Bear Valley. That's where my in-laws live basically in Bear Valley. That is literally the farthest you could possibly be within like the Denver Metro from the airport. Mm-hmm. And I, my thought was, wouldn't he love to drastically improve his own constituents ability to take public transportation? Maybe not. I don't know. It just felt like that to me would be a push as a council person to say, we got to make this better. But in the short term, highways tend to do that faster, right? Yeah, I don't know. the highway is the, the easier solution here for sure. It feels like it was kind of like set up not to fail, but like <laughs> if they wanted to run more service, it would probably be a problem. Do you think yeah. that we're just like stifling that ability already to to make it, public transit That was the one of the the big compromises made a decade ago, it was really around 2011 when, um, so RTD, they were facing all these cost overruns and estimates on the fast tracks lines that voters had approved back in 2004. And so the, the East line, as it was called then, which became the A line, it became this public private partnership where these private partners came in and said, okay, you're, you think you're several hundred million dollars short of being able to build this. We can do the A line and what turned out to be also the, the G line and the B line, the ones that go to Wheat Ridge and up um, to Westminster. We can do all those and, and within the amount that you have to spend. But here are some changes we have to make. And one of them was two sections of the A line single tracking it. So that literally does mean that an eastbound train heading out towards the airport um, it goes past on one of those sections. There's five miles of these. And obviously a, a train going the other direction can't go on that section at that time. So that limits how often you can run trains, right? And they also have to coordinate um, to make sure. Now, it, right now, it, at most, it runs every 15 minutes. And that is within the threshold of what they can just as long as they're on schedule. And you'll notice sometimes if you're leaving the airport and the train leaves a few minutes late or there's track work somewhere, it has to stop at a station for a few minutes to, to get everything back coordinated. If they try to even just increase frequency, right. it would be too hard to sort of Yeah, manage. right now they basically can't. Okay. Um, so it's probably $100 million plus to double track one of the, the bigger of the two sections, which would be the, the more impactful one if you want to increase the frequency of trains. So that's something that's in consideration here too, that if somebody were to push, like Johnston were to, to push um, and work with RTD to increase A-line frequency, you'd have these hard costs um, that you'd have to invest to um, to be able to do that. Because it's just physically limited by the infrastructure right. currently. Right. Let's talk about the politics a little bit, because you said that um, DIA would be funding most of it, but the rest would be coming from the city of Denver? Yeah. Well, it could be the city of Denver. It could be for the larger project, which if that happens, the estimates are about $277 million in total costs. That's not cheap, right? DIA would, would again, be on the hook for about three quarters of that, not quite. 
And then the local contribution, it could be more federal funding, could be sinking big grants from CDOT, from the feds, or it could be, you know, a bond election in Denver or asking Aurora and several jurisdictions to help since they're right near Pena Boulevard too. Hmm. Hmm. The vote question is interesting. Do you think that if this was put to a citywide vote, what do you think? That's a good question. I don't know. I know. I don't want to be like, how do you think Denver would vote? My but gut I says do it wonder. would pass, probably. But I think that there would be a really spirited campaign about it because there's a lot of advocacy against it already. Well, let's talk about the one guy whose opinion on this maybe makes more of a difference than anyone else's, our new mayor, Mike Johnston. We asked him about this exact issue on the campaign trail, and uh, he, he told us the same answer he, he gave to Sam Brash at CPR, where he said, quote, he doesn't think widening Payton Boulevard is our best immediate answer. He thinks what we want to do instead is look at how we increase ridership on public transit out there. And as a matter of fact, as I was reporting, I went back and listened to that episode of CityCast yeah. uh, to see what he said about it. So what do you think now? I mean, and now that we're actually like making the decision. I asked him again about it um, after this article came out last week. I was at a, a, a press conference for a, a new Ireland flight that DIA was announcing. And of course, it's the first international flight announced during Johnston's um, term. And so he was there kind of uh, cheerleading with it. So I asked him afterwards about Pena Boulevard, and he kind of reiterated a similar thing. He wants to wait and see what um, DIA's current plan that they're putting together, taking into account like what the growth looks like, what the needs are, and then recommending what to do. But he did re reiterate that he'd like to see improvements to transit um, as a, a way to, to move more people uh, before we look at highway widening. Hmm. I, in general, am trying to look for as many alternatives as we can to putting more cars on the road and more vehicle miles traveled on the road. And so getting people to use public transit more, including the A-line to the airport or A-line stops on the way out. So John, you've mentioned a few times the growth in the area around Pena Boulevard. So we're talking about Green Valley Ranch and that like Northern Aurora area. So you reported that there's nearly 35,000 housing units planned for construction out there right now. And that's in addition to the huge new Pepsi plant you mentioned. And as we learned last week, possibly Elitch Gardens 3.0. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. So how does all that development fit yeah. into this debate over and that, potentially widening and, the boulevard? And I'll clarify that 35,000 housing units, that's just in Aurora. Just um, in Aurora. So yeah, that's not Green Valley Ranch. That area, Green Valley Ranch is on the very f kind of eastern border of Aurora, of Denver rather. And then like the the, the boundary with Aurora kind of uh, snakes uh, around up there. So we're talking about both jurisdictions here. And um, yeah, it's- so it's even more housing. Yeah, tens of thousands. And in the next you know, 25 years or so, the just within five miles of Pena Boulevard, the number of people living there is expected to double. Hmm. And then you're also getting, the thing that shouldn't be discounted is employer growth. So you mentioned Pepsi um, up on DIA property, a Coke affiliate is gonna build a, a replacement for their Denver plant up yeah. there. A slightly you know, smaller one than the Pepsi plant, right. but yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> you're a Pepsi person, I forget uh, this. Uh, I sure am, John. <laughs> <laughs> I had it at lunch today and I was let down. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> so you have Coke and Pepsi that'll be up there. United Airlines is like, they're, they're kind of maxing Massive out expansion. on their pilot training center in the old Stapleton Airport area in Central Park. So they just bought a, a whole bunch of land up there near the 61st and Pena station that they're going to be building on for their training capability. Like there's just employers everywhere. And so the number of jobs is even supposed to skyrocket out there. And that, remember that's traffic too, right? Um, so theoretically DIA could um, on some of the stuff up there near the boundary, build some like circulator buses and things like that. But a lot of those folks ain't going to be taking transit. Hmm. And so that just adds to Pena. Well, but um, isn't that and the, the trucks too? Isn't that the question we're talking about right now is like what, 
kind of transit are those communities going to need? Right. Like, what's that conversation sound like? And how does that relate to Pena Boulevard? Uh, separately, the city of Denver has been doing area plans, neighborhood plans up there. They're doing a travel study right now, kind of working with DIA's Pena study mm-hmm. to look at, at travel needs in that area. And their um, report to Johnston from the transition um, last month recommended kind of a both and scenario where like, look, we realize that transit could could be the main mode of transportation for most people to get to DIA, but not, it's not going to serve everybody. So they, they kind of recommend both maybe a responsible widening of the highway in some way, and we need to boost transit too. So that way it better serves kind of everybody. So there's, it feels like there's a lot of players here. There's DIA, there's the Johnston administration, the city, there's constituents, I would say, voters as well, mm-hmm. advocacy groups. I'm just thinking about, especially like in Green Valley Ranch, if these folks are mobilizing. But who's going to decide what path we ultimately choose for this widening of Pena or not? I mean, there's a reason that, I mean, DIA is, is sort of steering the car at this point, but there's a reason people are lobbying Mayor Johnston because the CEO of DIA is appointed by the mayor. Um, it's not like the, the mayor day-to-day tells them how to run the airport. But on major policy questions, the, the mayoral administration sets the tone and, and kind of des- decides the direction. So, you know, it's smart of, of folks to lobby Johnston on this uh, because he ultimately will help uh, decide or direct, like, hey, we're going to go in this direction as a city, as an administration, um, when the key decisions are made. Well, what's your sense of it? You know, you've talked to Johnston about this. You've reported on the airport for years and years. What do you think is the most likely outcome here? It's hard to to predict because I, I think, I mean, you mentioned the outset, it's 2023. Um, I think the tides are changing a lot on these big transportation questions, but not as fast as, as some advocates for alternatives would, would like. But I would say maybe in 2023, a highway project to an airport still probably has the edge. Hmm. Well, sounds like Mayor Johnston's got a big decision ahead of him. <laughs> Wish him a lot of luck with that. I don't know if I feel any better about this after this conversation, (laughs) John. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. Well, uh, John Murray, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. With all those urban planners still planning how any of these changes could work, Mayor Johnston's big decision on widening Pena Boulevard is still a ways off. But he's not going to wait to put his stamp on the airport. Denverite reported this week that Mayor Mike was so excited that he has already recorded his very own greeting for people arriving in the train at DIA. Welcome to Denver. I'm Mayor Mike Johnston. There is so much our vibrant city has to offer. Hiking, biking, catching a show at Red Rocks, museums, theaters, and you can wash it all down with America's best beer. I hope you take advantage of all there is to see and do while you're here in the Mile High City. According to a spokesperson, he wrote this himself. If you want to make your voice heard on the Pena Boulevard project, there are public meetings in Green Valley Ranch scheduled for tonight and next Wednesday. I'll leave some links in the show notes to learn more. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Clay-like gunk spewed on car windshields. That's what happened in Commerce City back in 2019 when the Suncor oil refinery malfunctioned in a new and surprising way. The Denver Post reports that the EPA has now reached a settlement with Suncor over the incident. The multi-billion dollar international corporation will pay $60,000 in civil penalties and buy $240,000 worth of equipment for the local fire department for when they respond to chemical accidents at the refinery. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell DIA CEO Phil Washington about us. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then.